Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And how are you doing today? Because today is probably the third day of uh, humidity with rains. And I'm not talking about, you know, the uh, rainstorms. Those at least bring in some cool air, some cool breeze, some winds. But then when you have these... Uh, just heavy downpours of rain showers or just light pitter-patter of rains then that usually means no literally like no breeze um, no air everything's still absolutely still and then that means more humidity more heat so more precipitation so that's how the days are going uh, although it's cloudy and all but you know it's it's as hot as hell seriously and I'm saying hell and not as in you know I, I literally figuratively mean hell because you know sometimes I do sit and think in fact most of the time um, I do sit and think that we're already living in such hellish conditions the weather is literally as if you would be in hell the heat you know and then the the environment, the people, the the toxic environment that you're in, the um, toxic political environment, the toxic economic environment, the toxic social environment, the toxic weather. I mean, you're literally in hell. So I usually think to myself, what's the point of it all? Because we're like living in hell only to die and find out that we're going to end up in hell again. What's the point? What's the point of struggling so hard? What's the point of working so hard? What's the point of trying to keep on the straight and narrow? Because let me tell you, it is yeah, it is extremely easy to lie, to cheat, to be dishonest, to be corrupt. Believe you me, it is very easy. It's very easy to let everything go, to uh, you know, succumb to your temptations and desires and to just do whatever it is that you want to do. What is difficult is to stick to the straight path that what is difficult is to stick to your principles what is difficult is to stick to your beliefs you know um, amidst all of this and against all of this it is absolutely difficult believe me and that is why you would see people of principles people who are always taking responsibility people who are you know constantly doing what it is that they need to do um fulfilling their obligations and and stuff um you will see that these are the people who smile the least we always expect such people oh why do you have a frown on your face why don't you just cheer up why don't you just lighten up yeah you know it's very easy um to say but it's you because that's because i guess you're not in their shoes you're not the ones taking responsibility you're not the ones being considerate towards others you're not the ones you know uh, constantly thinking about your next step you're not the ones who are trying to stay on this on the on the straight and narrow so yeah it's so easy to light it up to cheer up to throw everything out the window but for those who have to stick to these principles uh, because they're they have made these principles a part of the character now and and you know if, if they shed it although they would love to shed it really um it would just lead to more disasters where they're concerned where their conscience is concerned and also because these are people essentially of faith you need to understand there are people of faith and then there are people of faith so there are these hypocritical people who call themselves people of faith but actually you know what does that really mean it just means that on paper they're people of faith 
and then there are those people who may have a huge problem with God, believe me, but they're still essentially people of faith. And, and, and that is why they, they just keep on trudging, trudging, trudging on till the end because they think that, okay, we have to prove at, at the end, we just have to prove that we have done our bit. And then, for example, for people like me, I think I've come to that point, I came to that point a very long time ago, where I would say, okay, you know what, I'll keep on doing what I need to do, so that at the end, instead of God asking me questions, I've got a couple of questions to ask him, thank you very much, and I really need a few damn answers, and I'm going to get them. So, you know, there is that. So, uh, then there are those who just, you know, say, okay, you know, let's just, let's just, we've started this, let's just reach the end that's again I am one of those people because that's another problem if I start something I have to reach to the end I have to get a conclusion out of it so you know it's it's really hard mind you it's very hard living like this it's not easy what is easy is to just throw yourself you know just throw yourself out there give everything up let everything go and you know just 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 drown into your temptations and your desires, do whatever you want, and to hell with everything. Yeah, you know what, to hell with everything? No. Why? The hell goes to others. And I guess that's why you don't really care, because as long as you're not the ones facing that hell, uh, it doesn't matter that it's going on to others, that it doesn't matter the consequences of your stupid decisions, uh, or the consequences of your stupid actions, is what others are going to suffer for. Well... But then, you know, um, on the other side, there is, I guess you could say that this, this sort of can very easily be brought to, uh, it can bring us to the subject of suicides. Um, as we know, Japan, I think, had number one suicide rate. Now, Korea is number one in suicide rate. I wouldn't be surprised if Pakistan would come on to the close second, to be honest, because I notice that it is the young people. It is really the millennials and the... Uh, the generation that comes after, you know, the generation Z. I think, I think it's these two, basically, who are committing suicide, the young ones. Why are they committing suicide? You know, because of the hopelessness, the despair, the fact that the older generation is still on top of us. It's just not letting us go. The fact that that generation is still trying to rule over us, that corrupt generation. To me, uh, I think this is this is uh, not just me. I think you could find it on the record that the boomers were the cor most corrupt generation in the world. Not just Pakistan, but in the world. This is the generation that brought in drugs, that brought in tobacco, that brought in, um, you know, greed, in the, in the name of capitalism. You know what? Capitalism in itself is nothing. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with any of the isms in the world. You know what's wrong? What's wrong is with the people. It's the people that exploit these isms and twist their meanings, their original meanings and their original definitions. And it's like free market. Now, what is free market supposed to stand for? And yet, practically, what is free market doing? You know, see, that's, that's, that's how it is. Uh, similarly, when it comes to, uh, I don't know, forget it, man. I mean, seriously, what are we even, what's the point even? The fact is that that generation screwed us left, right, and center, and not just us. They basically put the next two generations in debt, okay, all over the world, all over the world, save a few countries, literally a finger few countries, which means I can count them on my fingers, okay? But otherwise, the rest of the world, that generation is so toxic, 
and that generation is so hypocritical that is the most hypocritical generation ever produced i would say their hypocrisy knows no bounds their greed knows no bounds um they're you know and and they're proud of it they're actually proud of their so called achievements what are their achievements crisis all over the world crisis all over the world financial crisis social crisis moral crisis religious crisis all over the world what we've got is the next two generations before we were even born we were ripped off by the boomers and yet they're talking about how they you know you know what screw your lives you created your own lives you made a mess out of your own lives and then you made a mess out of the next two generations lives before they even started and then you have the gall to talk about how you guys achieved so much i'm sorry but you achieved jack shit okay let's be real here what you achieved is a uh, superficial hypocritical uh you know outputs of every single thing that you've done i mean what is it for example look at the currency exchange okay if you look at the usd and if you look at pound sterling their actual actual physical or you could say their actual original value is nothing it's nothing but their superficial value look at how they keep on increasing that value of their currency which is actually superficial and then they're forcing the world to deal in usd and every time the world tries to steer away from dealing in usd trying to go back to either the original currency uh, form which is gold and silver or going to barter system or going to local currency and then they step in and they start waging wars and that is what they did uh, with gaddafi that is what they did with um, uh they tried very unsuccessfully to do with iran and that is what they tried to do um and now they're trying to do this with pakistan right and the and what is their problem is that they this just you know the dawn of the global mafia you know because because as i said before the the united states of america is by no means a free country you may have thought that you have fought all those wars against the brits and you know the colonialists and that you are actually free you're not you're still actually pretty much under the brits in fact all that the establishment of the american establishment is doing is under the pact made by the british in the 40s and later on again in the 50s when it was you know completely sealed and that is that the that now america would take over controlling all those uh countries that the brits had controlled before you know all those uh colon colonist countries you know so basically all those countries that came under their colonies they are supposed to be now under american control on behalf of the british So yeah don't don't you know don't sit down under this grave misunderstanding of yours that you know that uh, America's a free country it is by no means a free country the establishment makes sure of that every time a president does step up to ensure that America becomes free that president is offed and similarly every time a president of another country that used to belong to a colonial british um they every time a new leader steps up to completely neutralize and uh make their country completely independent um they are offed or toppled or removed or a fake revolution is started so that is what's been happening countries that were never really under the grip um of uh, america or europe they are those countries that america uh, and europe are still trying to 
you know, uh, close over, but they're not able to, like Iran and uh, Russia and other countries that have, and China and all, that have really never truly been under their grip. So that, there is that as well to keep in mind. So keeping all that in mind, uh, the fact that this generation has produced nothing, nothing uh, but a huge mess, environmentally speaking, no social responsibility, no moral responsibility, no ethical responsibility, no business values. They crashed all principles. They basically literally ripped apart all principles upon which the world used to work. And that is why we are the way we are today. And that is why I think our generation is probably the ours and the next generation. I think we are probably going to be recorded in the near future as the generation with the most, uh, with the highest rate of mental issues, um, especially depression, and with the highest rate of suicide. Okay, that's how it's going to be. Now, coming to uh, suicide and depression and all, I don't know if this is part of the, the ongoing struggle of depression of the past two decades that I've been fighting against, but you know, I don't know if anybody else is facing it. Maybe it's the weather, maybe it's not just the mental exhaustion, but I seriously, um, I have had to entertain people three days in a row, as in we've been having guests come over three days in a row, and I... Uh, when even if I all I um, well actually that's not all I have to do I don't have to just sit and talk to them I am actually the one stuck in the kitchen and then I'm the one laying the table out and then I'm the one you know clearing the table out and then I'm the one washing everything up and then I'm the one clearing everything up you know and then constantly you know at their beck and call you know I want this I want that could you give me this could you give me that so it's it's to me I'm not sitting and entertaining anybody really I'm just you know um, just working so but I've noticed that even if I just have to sit and talk with somebody now I mean I will do it yes I'm doing it fine but at the end of the day I get so exhausted that I'm so tired when they all leave uh, I just want to I don't even want to do I just want to sit and you know unwind and as we know my you know the my most favorite way of unwinding is just turning on my laptop and watching a few dramas and but then I just end up crashing I, I don't even get to the bottom of you know I, I watch probably one and a half dramas <laughs> like or two and a half dramas at the most and then I, I just crash because normally I usually stay awake um, you know because I'm getting a lot of stuff done so at night then I just try to unwind and as we know that is the time when we try to sleep but that's the time when our minds become completely active um, so sleep never comes near and then it's okay I don't care much about it because at the end I'm like okay yeah well I'll just pray the morning prayer and then sleep the Fajr namaz so I usually wait till Fajr I sometimes I actually pray Fajr before it's time when I see I'm about to sleep now and I, and I can't hold it on anymore but uh, normally yeah but the problem with with this is that you know when you do wudu right when you do the ablution for prayer um, no matter how sleepy you are, you become wide awake, obviously, because you're washing your face, you know, you're cleansing your eyes. Um, when, when you're cleaning, uh, when you're washing up, you know, and you, you become wide awake, obviously, because all that sleep gets removed from your eyes. So you're back to being wide awake, you know, and then it takes another hour to try to fall asleep. So I usually end up falling asleep sometimes even by seven o'clock in the morning. 
that is how it goes. Uh, if I'm lucky enough, I fall asleep uh, by... If I uh, decide to pray early, uh, then I fall asleep by the time, um, you know, about, by about 4.35. Yesterday, I couldn't stay awake. I was so exhausted that I waited and waited. And then at the end, I just prayed the prayer way before it's time, which is okay, actually. Let me tell you this. I don't care what people try to tell you, but... Um, this is a hadith as well that whenever you suddenly remember that you need to pray or whenever you know you need to pray just pray it just pray um, because you know uh, for example like in this case if you're so exhausted you're so tired you know you're definitely going to miss your prayer because you're going to fall asleep you're going to crash uh, so yes you really can pray earlier than the designated time okay so instead of praying tahajjud uh, you know I would just pray Fajr and I would crash. It's as simple as that. At least I know I've prayed my first prayer. Uh, you know, the obligatory prayer. That's it. And then, uh, you know, when I finally managed to fall asleep again, it would take me literally... I usually wake up after every hour. Some, If I fall asleep early at night, I wake up after every hour. If, or in any case, I wake up at 12 midnight. That's it. I'm, I'm awake. So in a way, it's it's okay for me to sleep late because when I sleep late, at least even if I do wake up every hour or every hour and a half, usually it's every hour like clockwork. Um, so then I manage to fall asleep again and I try to complete my eight hours. But otherwise, it's uh, three to four hours, you could say, that you get actual sleep and then, you know, you're awake. So that too has been happening so I don't know if anybody else is going through this, that, you know, you just get so exhausted. Um, for me, it's uh, not just the weather, to be honest, because uh, I've, I've, I've been going through that for quite some time, it, regardless of the weather. It, it's even in winters, I've seen I just get exhausted. Even if I go to somebody's house, that's what I'm trying to say, that it doesn't matter if somebody comes to my house and I'm always in and out of the kitchen and working. But even if I go to somebody's house and, you know, all I have to do is to just sit there and talk and you know just just try to to me i don't think it's actually relaxing because at the end of the day even if i've uh, chatted with them for like an hour two hours and then by the time i come back home i am exhausted i just want to have a cup of tea and i want to unwind and coming to that actually uh, unwinding that brings me to you know the fears that we were expressing at least i was expressing i'm sure many others too um, on um, the social media that I was kind of worrying that um, maybe, you know, a, this the time will come when uh, there'll be a, this lull in, in the Korean drama and the, you know, Japanese dramas and all, but especially the Korean dramas because I really enjoyed them. It was a sort of a, you know, a breath of fresh air after a long time. And... Um, I was one. I was a bit afraid that you know there would suddenly be this lull, and I'll be looking for those dramas as well, and I'll find myself you know sifting through and surfing, all over the you know the sites looking for a drama to binge watch, and end up with watching old dramas like how I started doing with the Pakistani dramas or with the English series. Um, so, um. I think it's kind of started, really. I mean, I have binge-watched so many old dramas um, this past year, but especially this year. Um, I just watched My Beautiful Bride again. I just finished watch watching the last episode today. 
And that is, um, I think, the fourth or fifth time that I've watched that drama. I really love it. I really love the acting. I love the characters. I love the actors. And then, you know, um, I have been binge-watching... Uh, really almost all the old dramas like a thousand times like falsify and you know dr prisoner which by the way what the heck has happened to dr prisoner season two i've been waiting and waiting and waiting and it never came i mean what's wrong what happened because these other drama is coming i think uh so i don't know what's going on here i have um to be honest, I think the dramas, the, this, at least this part of the year, this quarter of the year, this June, July uh, thingy, I think the dramas that have uh, come now, I think the romantic, especially dramas, um, I found them so, I literally forwarded through a lot of the episodes, do you know? I think the only reason I watched those is because I love the actors, I love to see them, but uh, to be honest, I did not really... I found even King the Land. I mean, I love the actors, you know, I just, I love them. And I, but somehow I'm just not, um, you know, it's, it's not, I'm watching it. I'm watching it because of them. I like it. I, and I feel that the story is something that I've enjoyed before because come on, this is not an original storyline, if you know what I mean. You know, remember, uh, there've been similar plots, obviously, in Korean drama and all the cliches and all. But somehow, the, the, this time, it's kind of jarred me a bit in the beginning. You know, the cliches, they jarred me. And then I was like, oh, God. But then just as I said, just because of the actors, I kept on watching. And it's okay. But you know what I really... I think I would say the dramas that I have really uh, looked forward to. Um, or you could say the dramas that I am really enjoying. Or I would say that, yes, you know... Um, here it is. This is something that I really want to keep on watching. This is worth it. You know, this is what I'm waiting for. Um, that would be Numbers. Numbers is one of them. Um, the Glory, yes, definitely. Although I was really, you know, trying not to watch The Glory to be. I mean, I was, uh, to be frank, I was, I was like, oh, but no, I, I liked it. And I watched it all, both seasons. And... Um, I liked it, yes. And, you know, See You in My 19th Life, love it, love it. Revenant, love it. So, numbers, See You in My 19th Life, Revenant. Mrs. Durian, I really thought I would love it, but somehow um, I kind of dropped it. But I am sure the storyline is amazing, everything is amazing. I think it's just that I just didn't feel like watching something, uh, of, you know, of that kind. I don't know. I think I'll watch it later, maybe, when it's all finished, you know. Uh, maybe, yeah. So, these are the dramas that I'm literally, you know, looking forward to and I'm waiting for. Shadow Detective Season 2, yes, but why is it so slow? You know, it's, it's with great difficulty that the episodes are coming out, it seems. This is pretty slow. I enjoyed Dr. Romantic. Uh, that was a big break, this Season 3. Um, I enjoyed Race. Um, uh, obviously enjoyed Steeler. I mean, these were the, the different breaks that I was getting in between the lull, you know? 
Miraculous Brothers, you know, I kind of watch it with mixed feelings. I always feel like I don't want to watch the next episode, but it has nothing to do with the plot line. I like the plot line. I actually like the execution. I think it's going very nice, very smoothly. It hooks you up as soon as you start watching it. So, yeah. And the only reason that makes me sort of hesitate is that in my mind, it's still stuck because I am a writer. You know, it's still stuck in my mind that, oh, man, this guy stole his script. <laughs> so, yeah, that is it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I liked Dr. Cha, you know, I, I really liked that. And uh, Tale of the Ninth Tailed, oh my god, that was like, oh, finally, that was to- literally the thing was like, oh, finally. So I think it was better than season one, really. I, I think it was better than season one. It was amazing. Uh, so, you know, I really feel that but there's been a lot of lull this year and these dramas appeared basically you know just before I remember before it used to be that uh, I would pick and watch any and all of the Korean dramas that came you know during that time and I would love any and all of them you know but last year too there was a bit of a lull but thankfully you know I got more and more good dramas coming in between but this year the lull is a bit more. And actually, contrary to some of the others, I enjoyed uh, Bora Deborah. I enjoyed that. I really did. Because um, that was good. The execution was good. The plotting and everything, despite it wasn't very cliche. And I liked the smooth execution. I think execution plays a, good, a, a great deal, uh, you know, a part. Uh, a very big part in because I've noticed especially you know like in the Thai dramas in the um, especially in the BL uh, the, I think they're low budget BL dramas the fluff ones I think the problem with them is that um, sometimes I've noticed it's not really the bad acting it's the bad execution the you know you know when you um, when we produce a drama um, where we cut you know where where we cut at and where we join to the next so when you're looking at the at a dialogue between two people it's supposed to be you know snap 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 you know but when you have that tiny bit of lull in between that shows them just before they're about to deliver their dialogue you know so that to me is bad execution I've, I've, I found that a lot and I think I found that a lot in the Thai fluff BL dramas that you know which are probably I guess low budget or some of them are maybe not low budget I don't know but I think that's I think that is really what makes it a you know a miss that to me is what I call execution so when you have that snap 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 you know that cut 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 you know from to and fro to and fro that ping pong ball effect that is when the execution is perfect um, but whenever there is that, that slight drop, that lull in between, that is, um, that is bad execution to me. In fact, it is bad ex- execution, speaking as a qualified producer and writer. So yeah, that is what you need to, to you know, uh, look into, especially, you know, directors, cameramen, you know, DPs, you need to look into that. Um, you need to make sure that it's a snap effect, you know. It's a ping pong ball effect and that there shouldn't be a drop. There shouldn't be a lull. So uh, you don't find that in other regular dramas. You know, you don't. You don't find that in J- Japanese dramas or regular Thai dramas or, you know, in uh, Korean dramas. But yes, in the Korean dramas, I would say I think it's the slow pacing. Uh, that too could come under um, 
it you wouldn't call it a lull but it gives the effect of a lull you know when there's a bit too slow pacing um in the in the execution or in the plotting or in the in the you know so i think that is probably one of the reasons because you're already making a cliche drama people wouldn't mind i mean i haven't minded many of the cliche dramas why because there was that very beautiful execution there was that pace that was going on you know and there was that constant movement that so there the, that balanced everything out but this time i found that it was a bit slow the pacing was a bit slow and i think i felt that that slight lag in king the land as well in certain you know parts as i said i i oh i actually uh, in king the land uh, i forwarded through many of their conversations their you know uh, some of their con- not many some of their conversations because i abs- i absolutely knew what they were going to say it was so cliche and sometimes i found it was just unnecessary for me to even know what they want what they're saying because i kind of already know but i could i can say that i have forwarded the least amount of scenes in king the land i have in the beginning as i said i found it very tedious to watch but as i moved on trudged on it became better and better but the other dramas really i really uh, forwarded a lot in between but also as i said i just watched them till the end because of the actors because i really liked them uh but apart from that if you would say that you know that the effect that that you get you know the that you want to continue watching you know i kind of lost that for most of the dramas so i i'm afraid of that lull and as we that that fear that we all had that you know american money is going to ruin it all i kind of i kind of uh, yeah it's it's kind of ruined it all okay let's let's be serious here um although in netflix they are producing good dramas but sometimes you do feel that oh you know i just i just want that good old korean drama please thank you very much you know so i try to um although as i said the the, the good thing about some of the netflix dramas that they produce is that they're very sh- short number of episodes and they're good they're actually good i kind of liked many of their netflix dramas um yeah i did um the glory being one of the most recent um and hellhound or was it hellbound sorry hellbound sorry i'm mixing two dramas up yeah hellbound i really really liked it and i'm waiting for this next season but okay due to a scandal now we're not going to get that anytime soon but um yeah you know i'm i'm really uh i wanted to watch black knight but uh that is not my kind of drama you know uh I'm hoping Devils is going to be worth watching. Kind of looks like it is going to be worth watching. There are actually a lot of dramas that I'm looking forward to, so I'm thinking that the last quarter of this year is going to bring up some really good dramas. But seriously, when are we going to get to watch a Doctor Prisoner two, please? So I'm looking forward to Devils. Oh yeah, Heartbeat. Um, Heartbeat. Um. in the beginning the first drama the first episode i felt like i i was getting a bit i was like okay please don't be another of those dramas that i'm going to end up forwarding most of the time i kind of did forward many of the scenes uh of with the girl uh you know but the second episode after the second episode i think it picked up it picked up you know because i really like the dramas that uh Otekyon 
takes it takes up because I think he chooses his dramas pretty wisely and uh, yeah we're getting two dramas and uh, you know simultaneously of uh, two members of 2 p.m <laughs> but both dramas I'm watching because I really like the actors but uh, also as I said the, normally these actors they pick very good dramas um, you know they, they pick wisely but I think that's why I say it comes down to the execution, really. There's nothing wrong with their acting or the pace, uh, or their own pace. The, the problem is with the pacing and the execution. So in the beginning, the first episode of Heartbeat, I was like, okay, this is getting too cliche once again. The, you know, the dialogues between them is getting cliche, despite the fact that the scenario was not a cliched scenario, you know. But, um, yeah, okay, after episode three... I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. I'm liking it. But well, uh, I'm. But yeah, I think there is this lull, and I, I think they need to take care of this lull because um, it's it's getting. <laughs> you know, actually, I'm sure Oasis would have, was a good drama, but again, it wasn't something that I was in the mood to watch, so I didn't watch it. Although I'm sure if I watched it, I would love it. Uh, something tells me I would really love it. It's just that I guess it's also my mood. As I said, I'm just looking for something that would just keep me, that would stop me from thinking. You know, something that would just make me, that would force me to focus on the drama constantly and stop me thinking. Something that is, um, I guess you could say I'm in the mood for some good thrill, some goods, you know, uh, some good fast-paced uh, dramas and believe it or not to me Revenant does it because in Revenant there's this constant movement there's this constant you, you have to pay attention you have to pay attention to every detail so see that's the thing that's the, the that's the thing you need to know every detail in that drama unlike the other obviously in romantic um, comedies or in just romance um, because it's pretty much cliche you already know what they're going to say to each other or what they're going to do so you know you don't have to pay attention to those details. But sometimes, you know, a very well-made romance drama does force you to keep on watching, even though you kind of know what what's going to happen. Uh, but in dramas like um, Revenant and Numbers, you know, you have to watch out for every single detail. You can't miss it. And, and that is, these are the kind of dramas that I am literally looking for all the time because, as I said, I need to stop my brain from working. And I need to focus. Uh, and I need to, you know, just be hooked throughout till the end. So, yeah, pacing matters. Okay, pacing really matters. I think in romantic dramas also they need to work on their pacing. They need to work on the execution. They do. Uh, because that, 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 you know, I don't know. It's, it needs to be done in any way. <laughs> so, yeah, I found that lack in pace in Heartbeat in the first two episodes. Despite the fact that the scenes themselves were well executed and, you know, the scenes themselves, they could have been better. They could have been better tied in together. They could have been better, uh, you know, it's difficult to explain. But yeah, I wish, I think that they could have worked a little better in the, in the final execution, the post-production of, of the first two episodes of Heartbeat could have made it a little more tighter, you know, uh, a little more, 
yeah, to bring that oomph effect because in those first two episodes were extremely important to bring the oomph effect, which they kind of didn't. So it kind of, you know, you know, but uh, after after episode three, more like after episode, yeah, uh, was it three or four? I think it was, yeah, four really, really began to tighten things up, yeah. Or they began to tighten things things up after four. So, you know, the pace is being picked up. So it's good. So, yeah. I'm really hoping that I don't go through another lull seriously. I'm, I'm a bit worried about next year. Because as we can see, the years are just passing by like days. The year just began and we're already halfway through it and looking towards the end. So... Please, 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 do not give us another lull next year. Please produce more and more. Good, good, good. Really good. Uh, believe me, the more uh, Korean touch it is, the better. And where is OCN, by the way? I mean, why am I not seeing any... OCN was one channel that every time a drama came out, I knew I'm going to love it. Um, you know, I always knew that I was going to love it. And... This time, again, even with OCN, I'm not getting much. Yeah. Uh, plus, I'm looking forward to the Uncanny Counter Season 2. I'm hoping it would be even better than Season 1. I liked Season 1. I enjoyed it. So let's see. Let's see. So yeah, today's episode was all about, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And why don't you tell me what you've been doing, what you've been up to? What you've been thinking, how life's been treating you all. Okay, and I am going to go back to trying to watch the... Uh, this is the Thai dramas. Episode 1 just came out yesterday, but I'm watching it today because, as I said, yesterday I was pretty exhausted. Uh, Enigma. I'm thinking I'm going to kind of like it. I hope, I hope, I hope it meets my expectations. So, I'm going to go watch that. You guys do you, enjoy, and this is, oh, by the way, yeah, sorry, before I sign out, yeah, coming to Japanese dramas, because I always loved watching the Japanese dramas, I love their take on everything, but somehow this time, this quarter, yeah, I somehow just didn't feel like watching any of them that I could see, title-wise and all, but if you find that there's one or two of them that you know, I mean, until, uh, I think uh, the first quarter, yes, I watched, but this this quarter, I haven't watched much uh, Japanese dramas. Somehow, I'm, I feel that they're not going to be the same. But if you think they are, do tell me. And if there's one, I, one or two I need to look out for, do tell me. Okay, because I usually love watching them. I love their take on things. Very unique. So, yep, now I'm really gonna go, so this is me signing out. Take care, Khuda Hafiz.